This is a medicinal mass network production. Enjoy. What's up, toot speakers? Welcome to the FBI Basement, the podcast where we watch and review every single episode of The X-Files. And we do it because we are compelled by our deepest, darkest desires. We all have obsessive-compulsive disorder. Today on the program, we are going to be reviewing the 14th episode of the second season. Are, are you going to be able to explain? Are you going to be able to do it in German? I want to Die see Hand you. die Verletzt. Fuck you. Wait. No, did you have something? Say it. Just fucking say it, bitch. Did I, did I forget that I, like, borked that out of my mind? What? Irresistible. No, we already did Irresistible. You were there. Oh. Yeah, you were there. I say this because I love you and that I'm your super best friend. Don't tell me to stop doing drugs. Yeah, I was going to say just lay off the hooch, but yeah. <laughs> We totally did Irresistible last week. This is Die Verlitz, uh, which is... Uh, Can we just call it by the, the German, German name? Well, the, the, the title in English is called The Hand That Wounds, but in Germany, in the, in its, in, as it was broadcast in German, it was just simply called... Satan. Satan. <laughs> Sorry. Satan. Because you have to say it like a Norwegian death metal guy. Satan. Oh my god, I wish that we could just put that somewhere. Like, that's the best thing. No, we're going to get all oh, demonic man. up in here tonight, and I'm doing it. I'm Todd, your host, and I'm going to be doing it with my panel Ooh. of uh, weirdos here. Uh, first off, my better half, the author and uh, OG X-Files fan. I'm not. Shannon. Hi. You were where uh, I was. Was I? Did, yeah. Oh shit! You're I right. Came I was. In, I came in halfway through. <laughs> That's true. Uh, speaking of which, the one who came in halfway through, also our resident artist and um, uh, occasional fluffer, Marissa. <laughs> oh, you fucking asshole! <laughs> you what, mate? Oh, I'll fucking wreck you! Yeah. I... Someone's got to keep us hard between takes, right? And. Uh... Oh. God. <laughs> And uh, our producer and the and podcast guru extraordinaire Valentine rounding out our panel this week. How you doing, Val? Yeah, pretty good. It's definitely hard being a fluffer between takes, especially on scat films. You know, I'm just going to ignore the thing that came out of his mouth, and I'm going to keep doing what I was doing. Like, That's probably for the best. Because, quite frankly, this is going to be the week that I don't throw up during recording. That's my plan. Okay, we're going to. <laughs> we do we are going to be before we get into this episode uh, a little bit of background i think i should point out here we are going to talk a little bit about a, a, a moral panic that arose in the 80s and i think early 90s known as the satanic panic there came this weird confluence of the religious right and media sensationalism and a lot of stuff that made the claim that there were in secret Satan worshiping cults basically everywhere. And they were conducting ritual abuse on children. 
And a lot of this stuff was dug up from children giving testimony through regressive hypnosis, which uh, is one of Mulder's favorite things, but it is fortunately is pretty well debunked as most of this stuff was stuff that was implanted in them. It became almost, it became very much the literal definition of a witch hunt because it was all relying on spectral evidence and stuff like that. <laughs> in fact, there's actually a really good documentary on one of the cases that kind of led into the whole uh, regressed memory thing which is actually literally called witch hunt. So, But this was a very, this was a moral panic that went throughout the 80s and 90s. It was, and of course the tabloid newspapers just ate this shit up because uh, you know, I heard st- there was stuff, I think Robert Stack talked about it on Unsolved Mysteries. Probably, I mean. Can you get the Unsolved Mysteries theme song here, the little tubular bells thing? <laughs> tubular bells, bra. No, that's uh, the extra. No, the... Oh, God, I don't even remember what... Welcome to Unsolved Mysteries. I can't do an impersonation of Roger Stack. I sound or like a wasp... say his name correctly. Robert Stack. I, I, I sound like a waspy old shit. Uh, <laughs> I'll say penguins. Um, but this was the sort of thing that was, that was big, and of course it was... It was ripe for the X-Files since so much of their shit came from the pages of tabloids at the time. It was just ripe for um, uh, to be picked up. And this turned into, I think, one of their better episodes of this season. Uh, yes. And it's also, unfortunately, um, going to be the last for a while. All right. Uh, uh, so should we just get into it? All right. Before we get into it, one thing I need to point out, though, is that the FBI basement, first off, a little bit of information we got it in part here. The FBI basement comes to you every Thursday uh, free of charge to you. We do this for free. Uh, we don't use it as a main source of income. Uh, we, If you like what you hear and want to uh, support us, however, you can do so by going to our Patreon page. That's patreon.com slash FBI basement. And uh, you can donate. There are multiple tiers, but even a donation at the lowest tier, $1 uh, per month will get you access to our discord server and the growing community of uh, X-Files conspiracy theorists and uh, access to all sorts of audio and visual goodies that are being put up there. Right now, uh, we are running a series called VG Party, where Valentina and I talk about games. And venereal diseases. Just um, $1 a month can cause, could stop the tears from all of the hungry stomachs that they, that they suffer. Right. Look, and, and I work a them. job I, I'm not fond of. I would like to quit. Please give us money. Um, we are currently, uh, to entice you on board that, we're currently doing a series uh, called The Console Wars, where Valentina and I wax nostalgic about the um, uh, various products that, that were shoved in our faces as children and that we wanted to buy. I guess that means that Marissa and I need to have our own thing with blackjack and hookers. Now... On our way to the X-Files Season 2, Episode 14. This was written by Glenn Morgan and James Wong. I think it was one of the last ones they were supposed to write, wasn't it? Um, okay, so... Really? <laughs> really? Yes! God damn it, Tom. Anyway. Uh, yes, yeah, so... Uh, Fun fact, boys and girls, uh, Morgan and Wong are leaving the show forever and ever and have gotten a five-season deal for a pilot that they sold 
for something called Space Above and Beyond. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, congratulations, you were like 95% of America in the 90s. Because no one else saw that show. So this is kind of the last one that they do for the X-Files-ish. They'll be back. Okay. uh, And was directed by Kim Manners. Oh, yeah, yeah. Kim Manners shows up pretty frequently. So this was a witch hunt, right? So we got Robert Mueller in this, too? No. Go to hell. (laughs) What have I told you people about getting political on this goddamn show? And let's start off with the uh, recap at the pre-credits teaser. We open in Milford Haven, New Hampshire, uh, where a meeting of or a four-person PTA meeting is taking place, hey. uh, where various faculty members and parents in the community are discussing things such as uh, what, what kind of school play to put on. They toss around Jesus Christ Superstar, which is deemed inappropriate, and then Greece, which may have the F-word. Doesn't Greece have the F-word? Yeah, like... Yeah, they, they all seem super conservative. And you know it's more or less t- and, and 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 more or less uh, the kind of stuff you expect uptight white teachers teachers and parents to talk about. It almost feels like a whitest kids you know sketch. In fact, I think it might be a whitest kids you know sketch. At the end of the meeting, they decide to conclude with a prayer, despite some light resistance. Well, I mean, we haven't done it in a while, George. Yes, of course, fine, whatever. Uh, and he the and George lights the big red candle, and then they begin chanting a prayer to the hand that wounds. Hail Satan, <laughs> Galvaton. I I don't know the rest. I'm sorry. And oh wow. <laughs> to be fair, I always assume that's what goes on at at PTA meetings anyway. So. And as the camera pans back from the door during this chanting, a strange eerie light. Uh, fills the whole uh, area. Oh, Isn't God, that fun? <laughs> anyway. And uh, then we begin the uh, opening theme song. Can we get some... Song, uh, can we get some, like, Norwegian death metal for this one, Val? <laughs> okay, so we tried to talk to a friend of ours who wrote a song about Satan. Like, he wrote a very jaunty country-western song about Satan. But, but never recorded it. Apparently. But never recorded it, so we don't have a, a copy of you know Satan's My Master. Um, unless we actually go with Satan is My Master by Ben Folds Five. Eh, well, we'll find something if we can find some music about Satan. That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd you find that shit? Yeah, you know, I was just looking around my old files. And was... Okay. All right. Wait, no. you know, I think I, me- I I messed it up because there's a little bit more going on before the credits. God damn it, Todd. Uh, there's a group of youngsters out in the woods at night to, to start playing with some black magic. 
Oh yeah, it's, it's two kids. They wanna, they really wanna uh, date rape these chicks, and they're like totally getting their their rocks on. They're like, we're totally gonna date rape these chicks. Like, we just gotta show. Yeah, we're gonna take them out magic. to the witches. We're gonna take them out to the witches' altar. We're gonna re- recite some black psalms. Like it's it's sadness. That is some of the most desperate sadness I've ever seen in my life. There, um, when she got scared and clutches him close, <laughs> it's like I've never been so hard. I assumed he came. Actually, that was the understanding I got from that scene. Yeah, that was um, the straw well, that, uh, that made the camel camel come. Yeah, that's what I thought it was going on. Well, uh, the chanting seems to evoke a few a few unexplained happenings that send all uh, that send all but one of the teens running and the one team that remains behind is choked to death by an unseen force and then he comes hit me yeah no he totally gets <laughs> That's off. what i needed <laughs> that was jerry stevens day and his mutilated body was discovered the next day uh which brings Mulder and scully our uh, fine intrepid agents to check this shit out by the way did anyone else notice that it was crowley high school yeah, that's that's totally intentional yeah. too. Um, <laughs> Alistair Crowley, the the um, uh, big figurehead in modern Satanism. Jeez, uh. it seems like the only thing anybody ever goes to that and then bury me in a nameless grave. I was wondering if like, what does Anton Lavey just not get any credit these days? Like Anton Lavey is just not as well desired. I don't know. I guess maybe because Jane Mansfield died. I, uh, I think he's played out. I think that uh, I think he was revealed to be a hack. I'm not going to go on record saying. Uh, I think it was also revealed that Lavey might uh, have also been a rapist. It might have been a child abuser. I think. I believe that might be the case. You know what? That may have just fed into the whole satanic panic. You know, like his daughter, who he you know baptized on a black mask. Like, yeah, my dad used to rape me. I think maybe the, uh, you know what? I mean, yeah, he murdered. Yeah, it's yeah, ba 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 ba. Anton uh, anyway, tacos. The Mulder, tacos. The, the the Mulder and Scully are uh, going around and doing their usual investigation, the grunt police work, invest, investigating things and interviewing people, including the parent telev- the parent teacher council. I guess they claim that the children have unleashed demonic forces with the rituals that they were doing in the woods. A theory which is given validity by strange occurrences such as frogs falling from the sky. In fact, that happens while they're in the. I uh, I just like the expression on people's faces when that happened. Like, oh, okay. Um, fun little fact about this, and we got this from the the, the Blu-ray when they were the, the because oh, of the, because of rules involved with them uh, filming with live animals, they uh, had to take very careful special care not to hurt any of the frogs that were they were dropping on Jillian Anderson and David Duchovny. So they actually tossed them from a very light distance and just let them bounce gently off the umbrellas. I want to see oh. the onset pictures of that happening. Like some, some guy right behind the camera, just like <laughs> oh. they're dropping the frogs. Is it, is that a, is that a case of animal abuse? <laughs> I don't know. I just sort of like the look on like Scully's face in that scene. Like, okay, this is really fucking stupid. This is when they were, yeah, the the frogs started dropping when they're investigating the, um, uh, the, 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 the scene later on, they're in the school and Mulder is drinking from the water fountain. And the Coriolis effect seems bizarrely reversed. What's with that? Oh yeah. No, yeah, I couldn't remember if they said it was some of the properties of the building or something. What was it? What was the explanation for that? Or did they never get to it? Mm. Oh, oh, sorry. That's the that's the needing answers territory. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I thought we we had discussed this. You're trying to get answers. <sighs> One month dungeon, I know. As they look as they look around the school, uh, they do find a. Uh, and by the way, no one's told any of this, any of the demonic stuff to Mulder or Scully, but the weird stuff is definitely happening around them. And by the way, in case we were all wondering why no one talks about Anton LaVey, it's because Zena Shrek, his oldest daughter, and the highly publicized satanic baptism at three years old, uh, has been pretty outspoken about how abusive her father is. Oh, lovely. That's just that's kind of what I figured was going on. Something like that. Yeah. So, I mean, like to the point where this is a woman who is now like the complete opposite and is just like super Buddhist and um, actually works with a lot of not so much just actually does work with religious abuse and is profound so uh the and she's gorgeous oh my god she's so pretty one of the things Sorry. found uh in the crime scene is a checkout card from the library uh for a book called witch hunt a history of the of the occult in america which after consulting the school library uh they traced to uh dave duran one of the uh Teens that was involved in the summoning ritual that that ended up in the chokey choke. That's uh, he was sitting there in class, pissing down his leg, sweating, sweating bullets, and then they show up and he tries to run. Right? Yeah. Clearly, this is not the kind of guy who would probably be summoning Satan, but apparently, he was just trying to get some tail. No, just yeah, it's like yeah. just wanted to get some man. Just wanted to score. Just wanted to get it in, you know, a little squoosh. Like, is this also one of the guys with like the single most Canadian accents I've ever heard? Wait, say "scoosh" again. <laughs> Scoosh. That's kind of hot. <laughs> I'm so terrified of all of you. <laughs> it's quiet in here now. <laughs> Meanwhile, the PTA is still meeting, and and uh, Jim is suspecting one of the colleague his colleagues had, had killed the boy, but the others believe it is an outside force. Then is this where it's like, hey, maybe it's because we've been terrible Satanists? Like, is this where the discussion of our faith has been gone? That's why we're having issues. Meanwhile, uh, the substitute science teacher, Miss Paddock, is uh, so fucking good. Oh my apparently god! Not, uh, not apparently connected to the PTA, but when uh, be, when she does offer uh, comfort and solace to some of the girls that were that might have been disturbed, but the um, uh, at the death of um, uh, of of uh, Rapey McGillicuddy, yeah. And uh, just know that I'm here, and I'm here for you. And it's like, oh, that's so great. The girls walk off from that little prep pep talk and she takes the homework that she's collected and sets it into the, her drawer and next to the heart and eyes of the murdered teen. I think she set it right on top of the, the yeah. Wet, yeah. The wet like heart. I feel bad for the kid who gets his, you know, paperback yeah. with the blood on it. That mm-hmm. heart looked like a gummy bear. How it looked think, really, how, how, it looked really juicy. Ever? I will say that I will agree with you. It looked really juicy. Like it looked mm. like a straight up jello mold. Mm, they look delicious. Marissa, do you have any thoughts on that? I'm trying to figure if we've gotten to talking to the girl in the, in the playground yet. Not yet. No, uh, we're about we to get haven't. to that point because no, I was just asking what you thought of that delicious looking heart. Um, I need to like, go back I, and look. I'm trying to. I've been as you've been talking. I've been trying to coast through <laughs> here and find that thing exactly again. Like, because I looked at it and I really kind of just wanted to take a bite out of it. I don't know where to look for that. 
But also, I'm I'm going. Did it, I, I thought it looked rather large for a human heart. It looked like something you'd put find, pull out of a cow. I thought it looks like that he was going to die in like two years of a mitocardial infarction. It's a cow's heart. <laughs> He's trying to make a monkey out of you. Oh my god! No, it did kind of look like he was. I'm he about was to find a picture of it on the internet here because my my Hulu is being a fucking bitch. It's not showing it to me. I remember from my memory that it looked good. Well, yeah, I mean, I thought it looked real juicy. That's what I thought. Like the heart had remained juicy. And, uh, like, I thought it was tasty looking. Like, I, I kind of agree with, uh, with, um, Valentine there. It looked a little, little juicy. The next day, Mrs. Paddock is handing out fetal pigs for, um, uh, dissection. Do you remember doing this in high school? I do, actually. Mm-hmm. I that totally do. I, uh, I actually literally. I did an autopsy on mine. I actually did. Like I, uh, you wait. You did it in high school. I did it in eighth grade. I saw this episode before I had to do this. So I, I like. Out. Here's the thing. I saw this episode and was really excited because the next day I went and dissected a frog. I never did the frog. We did the pigs in high school. Uh, in I did biology. the I did the pig heart in anatomy, and I had the exact same reaction. Not because like my pig came to life and squealed at me. That was so fucking cool when that happened. <laughs> but because the smell of formaldehyde was so bad that I puked. Yeah, right. Yeah. Was not a fan. Interestingly enough, interestingly, oh, and, and here's a fun thing: while she's passing out the pigs, she just nonchalantly drops one. Into the uh, into the terrarium where the boa constrictor is. Oh man, <laughs> I'm seeing that right now. And I'm like, oh man, I hope I get to see this thing eat the pig. Um, Wouldn't even though that all the hide be bad, like really yeah, like bad? not not because you know that that's like there is like a I, I don't know necessarily if it's formaldehyde, but it's like. They kind of essentially, or certainly did back in the day, pickle that. Like, basically, like, like it ended up being, like, basically pickled in embalming fluid. And that will kill an animal. I don't really care what it is. Yeah, but I think that this animal may be slightly demonic. So we're, we're, yeah, we're, we're just right. going to ignore that. Yeah. Hail uh, Satan. As you Hail mentioned. Satan. Yeah. As you mentioned, it was uh, Shannon. The name oh, of the girl is Shannon. Yeah. So <laughs> the name of the girl that has the freak out was named Shannon because in her eyes the pig starts to squeal and scream and is this where it's like wait we're not to the scene where you're like they ask is Shannon gonna be okay and you looked at me and you said no Shannon is never okay. <laughs> We aren't to that yet, are we? Interesting enough, Shannon is the stepdaughter of. Uh, uh, the Asbury, guy, uh, the guy like who Jim played, Asbury, yeah, the, the guy who played Mad Dog in uh, Frasier. But he's also one of the um, uh, the satanic the PTA. It, it, was that the character in Frasier? Fuck! Now I'm never gonna know. He was on Frasier, and <laughs> he was basically Don Imus on Frasier. Mulder and Scully at the start of the next act are speaking with Shannon in the playground of the school, where Shannon is begins to recount memories that are flashing back to her about her parents' participation in, satan- in, in Satanism, a trip that they took to America's Stonehenge. Do we have an American Stonehenge? Yeah, we have Carhenge. That's that's essentially... That's something that was described as the American Stonehenge. I'm not sure what it was. It, it might have been a real place. I'm not certain. Uh, there is Mystery Hill in Salem, New Hampshire, which is considered America's Stonehenge. And we also have Carhenge. And... No, there literally is a place that is America's Stonehenge in Salem, New Hampshire. It is closed right now and will be open again at 9 a.m. 
They can close the Stonehenge. Yeah, apparently. Um, Mystery Hill, because... That's what yeah. happened to me when I went to the Petrified Forest. It was fucking closed for the season. Like, yeah, are you kidding me? Doesn't that suck? She also describes the methods of the rituals that she was forced to take part in. Uh, if I may also stop this, uh, America Stonehenge uh, is also in the Dunwich Horror, or at least allegedly. Mystery Hill, sometimes between 1928, uh, was an enthusiast. However, they, people claim that it was in the Dunwich Horror. However, not so much. Um, but it's also in search of my paycheck in the 90s. Or in search of my paycheck in the 70s, which was a more intense in search of my paycheck because Leonard Nimoy, goddammit, wanted to get paid. Sorry. I'm going to go back to looking at trash pandas. (laughs) (laughs) Trash panda. She describes other members of the faculty also being there when she was uh, brought in to participate in these rituals, uh, include being raped, impregnated, and then the baby would be sacrificed, saying that... uh, even though she's only 13 years old, that she's already had four kids or three. Yeah. It's something ridiculous. And that her, this episode's definitely a little bit rapey. Mm, definitely. A bring, little bit down just a little. The agents go to confront Asbury with these accusations and he is pissed off and denies them vehemently. <laughs> she admit, uh, Oh, and also she's, uh, during the questioning, Shannon said that she had a younger sister that was that was killed in the that was sacrificed in these uh, things. Though later, her mother says that her sister was killed in an accident in, in a pool. But you just hear about that, and you, you don't you just hate to hear that? Sad. This episode's fucking depressing. No, <laughs> <laughs> it was crib death actually. Yeah, it was Eight crib weeks. death. And Sids, yeah. <laughs> Who would have a pool in New Hampshire? Who would have an outdoor pool in New Hampshire? But for the time being, it said that Shannon will be staying with with a friend. She does go back to school to make up for her assignment, and uh, Miss Paddock is all too happy to provide her with another pig. And then Miss Paddock goes into the other room and hold, begins holding a scalpel in her fist over a uh, burning candle. And this is also, by the way, why I never give anybody anything that is mine to hold. Fuck you. <laughs> Using some sort of strange Satan powers, she takes control of the girl as if she is operating a puppet, causing her her to take the scalpel and slice her wrist open. Yeah, like this is pretty impressive how quickly she dies from. I didn't even I didn't even know she died until later on. I was like, she fucking died from that. Like. I'm impressed. Like you would really, you would really have to cut up, like cut bad with the scalpel. Like I don't know. Not really. You'd actually just have to cut deep, but but that fast and precise. But and precise. Like that's the thing. Like, um. Oh right, Miss Paddock's got her bracelet. That's how she. Yeah, she has her. This is why I don't let anybody touch anything that belongs to me ever. It's why everything gets locked up at night shortly after you go to sleep. You don't even trust him. <laughs> I especially don't trust Todd. Like it has to be pretty precise. Also, it takes fucking forever for you to bleed out yeah, like that. Like, people usually like lay in a hot tub of water yeah. so your heart beats faster and it gets. Yeah, it, it that and also if you drink, it causes you to thin blood. Also, uh, don't commit suicide. Um, yeah. Just don't do it. Please don't. Please don't take our advice and commit suicide that way. Um, one, we would be sad because we love you. And two, uh, don't do it. 
Another PTA meeting, this time in somewhere in the dark outside. The other PTA I love members, this. I love the PTA, by the, the way. The PTA has decided that you, they should use Shannon as a scapegoat for the previous murder. And Asbury is not cool with this. Oh, he's pissed. Like, no, how dare you fuckers? No. And so he opens to Mulder that, yes, he is a Satanist. However, uh, they kind of practice a watered down version of Satanism. Maybe they're like, they're like reformed. They're Satanists. like the Episcopal Church of Satanism, right? I, I was gonna say Methodists of Satanism, but okay. Yeah, it's like you know, I don't know, like like they and you know, like you know, they they, they maybe don't sacrifice the black goat. They're not like hardcore Satanists. Like they, they don't drink uh, the blood of the innocent. Um, they don't harm an innocent. They, they mainly it's this is sort of close to what you what you'd see in actual Satanism. Is man is an animal. Do as thou wilt shall be the whole of the law. Howled on Tuesday. And uh, while some of the while they did uh, have their children participate in rituals, none of them were ever harmed. And usually they were made to forget their participation with post hypnotic regression, which would which would usually um, uh, wear off when they came of age and they would be brought into the cult proper. Apparently, uh, the satanic panic is happening in the world of the X-Files, and the stories and and media sensationalism of it might have gotten to uh, Shannon, and she got her own memories mixed up with what she was being told. Mm -hmm. And uh, because of the tabloids she was around and the media, essentially, is what they're saying. They were blaming the gosh darn media for her. Blaming what, what the satanic panic really was. All this fake news. Well, I mean, it, it is sort of the sensationalism of it all. And, you know, maybe she got it from a chick track. I feel like, like, seriously, the shit she is saying kind of sounds like a chick track. What's um, a chick track? A chick track. <gasps> what? The, the chick track. Oh, these are uh, small little pamphlets that were drawn in comic book style by uh, this guy named Jack Chick, who would basically do these little religious comics. Oh, I've got those. Yeah, yeah I've, got, I've got a bunch of those. All the yeah, uh, you know, like he did things famously, like the one that like people like to trump out, or you know how D and D leads to paganism and witchcraft, um, and or and then the, ultimately, or how, they, or how Catholics uh, worship the Virgin Mary, but she's really the but the she's really like ISIS. ISIS, and it's satanic, and I'm like, really, huh? What? That kind of shit looms large in this episode, I think. Kind of does. Uh, meanwhile, Scully is researching Miss Paddock and finding that uh, nobody knows who she is. And uh, the person that she is covering for as a long-term substitute uh, had barely took any sick days, but somehow came down with flesh-eating bacteria. <laughs> During a power outage that seems unexplained, Miss Paddock steals a pen from Scully and uses that to impersonate her and call Mulder while he's getting the details from Asbury. Actually sounded like her, too. That's yeah. Uh, Mulder runs off to join Scully because he is such her bitch, uh, but leaves uh, Paddock handcuffed to the altar in his basement. Because there's no way that's going to end badly, right, guys? Like, that's just going to end fine. It'll be fine. uh, Then down comes this huge fucking snake. How long did it take to slither there, you know? I don't know. 
Like it can't just apparate there. Like it's well, it's just you know, one part if, of the Horcrux, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was wondering when we were gonna get to the Harry Potter references. <laughs> and if you hadn't said it, I would have, so you know, you know but that snake uh enjoys a nice big Asbury snack. <laughs> okay, plot hole. How did he get around the handcuff? Because it's still handcuffed okay, to something. That is your problem with the scene. That's the hill you choose to die on. Look, there. It's logical for the snake to be able to slither all over the world, and he might want to <laughs> eat a person. You've seen an you've seen a snake eat an alligator, but if that alligator was handcuffed to a railing, that snake would have a major fucking problem. That is true. You are correct, sir. At least he eats most of them. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I like this is the this is the hill you choose to die on. <laughs> this is your X Files hill you choose to die on. Here. Look, I'm on board till it gets to the handcuff, and then it's just how do you get the how'd you get? And you're like, no, fuck you. That's not no. How'd you get the zipper all the Science. way up. I don't. I don't get it. Science, yeah. Like that's. I, I, I can reason to say that the snake like swallows so hard that. <laughs> he could suck a, a golf go- a golf ball through a garden hose. He that just- is one special <laughs> ass snake too, like just like that. <laughs> Mulder arrives at Mulder arrives at the school where he finds out that Scully never called him, and she's uh, like, "What the fuck are you doing here?" And he's like, "I, your mom." Like, and uh, he runs to take Scully back to Asbury's house where um uh, he's dead now. Asbury's dead, <laughs> and job, he sees Mulder. the and he sees the tracks of the snake on on the dirt floor of the. Uh, of the cellar, the earthen floor. And it apparently had time to shed its skin. Oh, that's true. There's Again, satanic snake, dude. Why? It, uh... <laughs> <laughs> the hill you choose to die on. <laughs> snake science. Snake science. Meanwhile, the PTA has become more and more convinced that the murders are happening because of their own apostasy and that they must present a proper sacrifice or this is still going to keep going down. And they're like, who should we kill? And they're like, Mulder. And everyone's like, yeah, that makes sense. Even Scully would be like, yeah, go ahead. I'm done. Uh, Mulder and Scully run back to the school uh, where Mrs. Paddock has been tied up and is and tells them that the PTA are in the uh, one of, in one of the showers. Yeah, she's yeah. laying on the floor. Said that she got attacked. She's like the perfect the perfect uh, actor. Like, and uh, the PTA the remaining members of the PTA get the drop on Mulder and Scully and are gonna sacrifice them in the shower with the water on to, you know, wash out the blood real quick. It makes, it's legit. It seems legit. But before the blow can be struck, Miss Paddock strikes again using her uh, remote, remote control powers to cause them to kill each other. Mulder and Scully, re- realizing that it must be Miss Paddock, runs back to the uh, classroom where they found her, only to find her completely gone. And the message and, and, and the so message, long and thanks for all the fish. Wait, no. On the chalkboard, it says so long and thanks for all the fish. Right now, uh, it was nice working with. You. Incidentally, uh, it's actually written because this is allegedly Glenn Morgan and James Wong's last episode. There, I like that's that was their sweet little parting gift to. To Chris Carter, because they were going to have five seasons, five seasons of space above and beyond. And <clears throat> I like how this episode ends. Oh, that um, is so creepy, by the way. With, so, with, a, this... with a 10 foot python still on the loose with a dead guy <laughs> slithering around inside him. 
<laughs> oh man, this is such a I, good episode. I like this episode. I I don't really have anything nasty to say about it. I do kind of feel like the church lady, though. It's like, hmm, could it be Satan? Could it be? Uh, this had some really good moments <laughs> in it. It was a little. There was a little bit of camp. I'm not going to lie that there's there's some, there's some camp in this, and there's sort of like and, and it's sort of uh, the, the kind of flipping the um, uh, whole satanic panic on his head on its head. Well, it's I like, I mm. sort of I I hate myself because I really like it because the thing is that I sort of started. I've been kicking around kind of a very similar idea for a while uh, in my head. I kind of hate myself because I then suddenly realize I stole it from this episode. Um, Marissa, I'm going to go to you first on this one because I want to know there were a couple of effects that I thought that I wanted you to, to I wanted your word on. Uh, specifically, we talked about the heart, but what did you think of uh, Miss Paddock's eyes? Miss Paddock's eyes, I believe, were probably the, I wish I could see the heart again, but the best part about this episode because, like, right now I'm looking at an eye in a jar that looks like you could buy it at a kid's store and it's got fucking like gack in it, you know? Mm-hmm. You get your little prize, you get a little toy rubber eye in the gack. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, but Miss Paddock's eyes when she is the the context she's wearing when she's actually doing the the evil shit. That shit horrifies me. I've worked with people wearing those, and it still bothers me. They're just they're really it's a really easy unsettling thing. But in the, until you get a series like uh, <clears throat> Supernatural, what that, were the eyes like again? Like I can't. I don't recall them. Oh, they pure were black, pure black. Right? They were pure black, oh, yeah, which is yeah. kind of like I you know, Supernatural. Not the first one to have done that, but. They overdo it. Oh my god! When a show, uh, they do, they do. Um, I think if I recall, like as much as we all fucking hate the show, uh, I think that I saw that initially on uh, Charmed. Wait, now wait a second. Is that's it my favorite her show? Or did her whole eyes go solid black at some point? I don't remember. Her whole eye went okay. like solid black at one point, and I, I I fucking love that effect. And I I will say actually, that, like, I'm looking at a screen cap of her at this point. Uh, it's not solid black, but the uh, but the but the irises are huge, and it looks like a snake eye. Yeah, it's like she goes kind of. I I really I fucking I the like, eye goes reptilian. I really like Mrs. Paddock. Oh. Like I will. I will say this. I really like Mrs. Paddock. I, she's one of my favorite monsters of the week. Um, That's just mm. scary. Maybe so I guess apparently it, it was in fact too late. They had been neglecting their duties to whatever dark power they were worshiping. Terry. Sithrak, <laughs> the god that hates you. Sithrak. Oh man, Sithrak. So is she just like a true Satanist that was that wanted to show them up? Or I think was she, she or was she brought because they weren't sacrificing and doing I think that I think that what is implied is that she was what was summoned at the beginning of the episode when uh, the teens were trying to get laid, and she said, uh, and she set out, she set upon the PTA because of their afterwards because of their their negligence and mm-hmm. keeping up the faith. Yeah, I definitely felt like she was like the Walter O'Dim to the Crimson King and in, in the Gunslinger, like she wasn't the true uh, thing they were worshiping, but like just a like a warden or something. She, I, uh, it felt like, it felt like she, she was, was pretty. It felt like she wasn't as powerful. Like she felt like like a real human that was just appealing I, to a higher power. I think that's the implication. I think that was supposed to be the implication. However, again, if you are asking me to explain something we saw in an episode of the X Files, ah, uh, sorry. <laughs> Dude got eaten by a snake in this one. <laughs> Neck. Yeah. That okay. Looks very scary. It just kind of looks almost sad. 
Like that snake's gonna. I I really like. It's like I like this episode. Those shoes are gonna hurt to poop out. Oh, oh man. Poop shoot riot. That snake, by the way, just looks so happy. Like, like, I just fucking ate something you wouldn't believe. I have treat. All right, let's some uh, like that, that. That's like the expression Watson gives me. Like I did something fucking crazy. Before we get to our final ratings, let's clue you guys in on some of the various projects and stuff that we've got working up here. Uh, Once again, as I said before, the FBI basement is part of the Medicinal Mass Network, and it comes to you every Thursday via iTunes, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, or uh, you can also pick us up on the fillings in your teeth if you are crazy. But what if I'm not crazy? What's that? I hear it, though. On, th- on Thursdays, like right when it comes out on Facebook, right? I don't even have to download it. Yeah. <laughs> so is the Facebook like in the fillings in your teeth? I'm like, confused. What are we talking as long about as you are not life. wearing as long as you are not wearing any foil hats, you can hear us. And you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash FBI basement. Wait now. That's not right either. Um Patreon.com slash FBI basement. Good job, Todd. Everyone give Todd a high fives. What's up now? By and the way, he just put his hand up for a high five and did it for himself. I did not reciprocate that high oh, five. Shit. Now I feel bad for leaving you hanging. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you can make up for that, Val, by uh, telling us about the Medicinal Mass Network. Yeah, uh, come check out the medicinalmass.com and you can see the new project I'm working on. I'm making a hair shirt. It's a shirt made completely out of hair. Stop by, donate. What are you doing? Why are you? What are you repenting for? I guess for making a hair shirt. For leaving me hanging. Oh, okay. Uh, speaking of leaving me hanging, uh, my lovely wife is now. the writer of several books, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you can check out her books at uh, schuffwrites.com. Yes, they? they can, or they can come and see us at a convention or five. Because uh, we should maybe talk about some of those that we're going to go to. Oh, we got a few coming up, right? Uh, yeah, so join us June 2nd in Tazewell uh, at the library. Tazewell, Virginia, people. This is Yeah, not Illinois. The library? Or... The library. Hmm? Like library. 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 God damn it. Library. That's how you pronounce it. Library. library. Actually, it's probably library, library but. Library. Library. Uh, for the Tazewell County Comic Con, um, I will be there. I will be doing some programming uh, in which it will be me crying for 20 minutes and then I'll take questions. Um, <laughs> I am so Just not. Ugly sobbing. Too. Yeah, it's ugly like... crying. Um, excuse uh, me. Are you okay? Yes! Yeah! <laughs> um, and then join us the next weekend, June 8th through the 10th, because we will be in Indianapolis at Indie PopCon. Uh, I will be the one ugly crying in the line for Will Wheaton. You get and a picture with him. You, be- you better get a picture with him. I don't know if I can. And then uh, join us, and because there are very good friends in the program director, uh, I'll go ahead and mention it, because I think she and her... And Bethany, our avid listeners. Hi, Allison. Hello. Uh, Hi, Bethany. Hi, Bethany and Allison. Oh, we will be at Hypericon uh, in Nashville, uh, Tennessee, uh, July 6th through the 8th. And God damn it, we better because I just got the time off for that one. Um, oh, fantastic. It's yeah. And so then at the end of July, we will be at Raleigh uh, Supercon once more, uh, July 27th through the 29th. There. 
Oh, and Alan will be there with us. The oh, and Alan alive. will be there, and I will also be sharing a booth with Raven Tree Studios. Guys, okay. guys, I have an idea. So what? Like, when you represent the podcast, can you like can we get cardboard cutouts of me and Val? Oh my god, can we? And then just have them next to you guys. Oh my god, that'd be great. And we'll actually talk to them and refer to them and yes. like you're actually here even though they're not saying anything. <laughs> oh yes. my god, can we do that? I would <laughs> I would love it. And here is Marissa to tell you about her art stuff. Oh, so I'm gonna be working on those cardboard cutouts now <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my god i i love this idea uh my current project is uh i'm constructing a giant unicorn out of the broken dreams of children so if you have any children <laughs> with broken dreams please donate them to uh Audite delight on facebook it's o-d-d-i-t-e delight as you would spell it i i understand you had a little bit of uh computer problems so you may be a little bit slow in taking commissions right now yeah that that would be a thing so if you're going to send those broken dreams, that would have to be my uh, P.O. box. Uh, six, six, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love you guys. <laughs> I walk along the ra- Yeah, I don't. I don't know why. <laughs> That's <What>? suddenly. <laughs> All right. Time to give the ratings. Okay. Uh, me first, as usual. It's always about you, isn't it, Todd? Damn right it is. And uh, You'll never name a child Todd. I'm going to give this one uh, five out of five fetal pigs. Uh, I'm going to give it uh, three very happy snakes. Marissa. Uh, five out of five omitted scenes where that lady had phone sex with Boulder as Scully. <laughs> you know she did. And and Valentine. Uh, I'm going to give this one, yeah, probably uh, five out of five successful satanic date rapes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> That's just about wrapping it up for the X-Files basement this week, but tune in next week. Uh, join us next week in which, you know, how uh, we have talked about how, how culturally sensitive the X-Files has been about things like uh, the plights of Native Americans, rape, um, drug use. <laughs> um, you remember how we've talked about how this is a culturally sensitive and woke show? Elder abuse. Elder abuse. You know how we've talked about how this is a show that's super woke? Yeah, we're going to apply that wokeness to the Haitian refugee crisis of the 90s. And, and domestic violence. And is domestic violence. Domestic violence? Stay yeah. A, stay away for the voodoo. So, yeah, uh, have you considered the voodoos? It's going to be Fresh Bones. Right. The FBI basement comes to you every Thursday, give or take, uh, via the Medicinal Mass Network free of charge uh you can find us on apple podcasts stitcher podcast addict or anywhere else you get your on-demand audio you can check us out also on facebook or at our website medicinalmask.com until next week this has been todd with shannon marissa and valentine saying good night and the truth is out there is somewhere and Steve. thank you for listening Stay tuned for more from our other shows on the Medicinal Mass Network. Blackjack and hookers. He's trying to make a monkey out of you. Stop it. Stop being a pervert. God, I'm sweating my nuts off in here. I want to be that snake. That snake is really happy. Like, just super excited. He's like, you can't handcuff me, motherfucker.